Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. A reminder that the Moist Line pops up tomorrow, so we're still raking in the calls. You can use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon to leave your message or call that toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Historic, is it? California Air Resources Board did approve 
Governor Dippity Doo's 2020 executive order that the sale of new gasoline-powered cars will be banned in the state completely in the year 2035, and we will phase that in over the coming years. We're going to bring on Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, with more of the detail on this. Alex, how are you? Hey there, guys. Doing well. So, yeah, this, uh, I mean, you know, you're hearing all the hyperbole today, historic, uh, monumental, but uh, it is a really big deal in the sense that whether you agree with it or not, of getting rid of gas-powered vehicles in California holds so much weight in the auto industry in the U.S., because you've got 40 million residents, the economy of California, if it were a country, it would be the, the fifth largest in the world. There is so much here for the auto industry that when California does it, they have to go along with it. And, you know, they don't make one car for California and one for everybody else that it impacts everybody. So you got people, I was talking to somebody in Ohio today going, you people, now we're going to impact what we're driving out here uh, because of what you're doing. And uh, about a dozen, and uh, Newsom saying about 17 other uh, Democrat-run states, typically any environmental laws, uh, vehicle environmental laws in California, they go along with. Yeah, so they'll, I, pro- they'll I, probably do it as I've well. I've read that, and but that's you know you know the usual minor judge, adjust, adjustments in emissions or, or, or mileage per gallon. What, what this this though is wiping out all the gas powered yeah, cars. Yeah, this is this a big one. The, the I, Washington I, State and Massachusetts, uh, they've already said they're on board. Uh, New York and Pennsylvania say that they probably will be. But uh, what if the public doesn't want to buy electric cars? Because well, they you're gonna aff- have a very old vehicle then in in 2035. Um, because but, the automakers are saying that they're on board and that they're going to go all electric but, as well. But if they're too expensive. Or, well, that that or, was the that was the argument today during uh, the Air Resources Board that a lot of people were saying. Look, these things uh, right now, uh, most of us can't afford them uh, if we want one. And well, the auto industry even said that. It, we heard from Mercedes, we heard from Kia, and then the industry as a whole through uh, their one of their organizations. And uh, here, this is Stephen Douglas. He represents the industry, and he said they are on board. They want to go electric. But they're not sure if the technology is there yet and <laughs> well, the, the price is low enough for 2035. Here's what they said. We can build electric vehicles, but can consumers afford them? Can they conveniently fuel them? Is the battery supply chain sufficient? And perhaps most important, do equity communities, low-income communities, have the same equity access to home charging that equity communities that the more affluent people buying evs today do yeah so <laughs> but, but uh, think about this well, you need hundreds of thousands of these charging stations just here in california millions around the country they don't exist yeah right you, now you, know, about you need an electrical grid that is far more sophisticated and we're running short of electricity now and they're refusing most sources of, of electricity from being further developed can't yeah, do. what the board claimed today is that this will be during normal times about seven percent more of a pull on the grid, and during high demand times when other demand is going up around one percent, and they claim that the grid can deal with it, and that uh, more people are getting solar, and that the the power generation is going to go up. But you're not wrong on that. There is that concern of wait a second, it, it, you're already telling us but, conserve energy, and here you're adding. 
everybody having to, well, to pull from it. And there's right, only about right 80,000 right of the, the, the seven, charging stations. Right now, a 7% increase would cause statewide blackouts on the days where they're bumping up against Well, on the those limit. days, they're saying 1% and then 7% on a normal day. Why would they say 1%? Because the demand in general is going up and car demand isn't going up. So, you know, all the AC running, all of a sudden, all that other demand. So then it would only be 1% uh, of the demand coming because there would be an overall bigger amount of demand. What? But this was part of the debate today. And the board was saying, no, in 13 years, we'll be there. More people are generating based, their own power. Based on based on what, though? Yeah, it's, a lot of ba- it's a lot of based on what? On the price of what these vehicles are going to be? Any, yeah, that- any whack job, you know, any homeless guy in the street with a megaphone can make all kinds of crazy claims about the future. You, you have to have evidence of this. You have to have a plan. You have to have money. Where are the charging stations going to be built? Who's going to build them? Where are you going to get the money to build them? And if people don't want to buy the cars, let's say they don't like the cars for obvious reasons. You know, the, the range is, is short. The charging times are way long. I mean, I wouldn't want one of these things. Well, what they claim today, whether it's going to be true or not, is all of that is going to change. They say charging time is coming down. Technology is getting better. Your distance is going to get longer. All the incentives that are out there will get more of the uh, uh, over the, the number yeah. that they've got right now, the, the charging stations. But again, what it about, is all in What about theory the minerals for the point. battery? What's that? Uh, they're mining the minerals in Africa. China owns most of those mines. These are all things that today they said more U.S. production of of the batteries, um, and that um, who's oh the, the number is eighty thousand right now charging stations. Uh, I was just pulling that up of what they said today um, that they've got now, and they they say that that's going to go up. Now, interesting, we talked to Newsom today, and the way he is framing this, he knows the uh, conservative talking points to to try to to speak uh, to the other side that he is saying. Look, this isn't about the environment. It is, but but he's saying it goes beyond that, that this is about freedom. And as the U.S. of uh, domestically producing our own energy and not being reliant on the Middle East, here's what he told us. Why are we so dependent on decisions being made in the Middle East when we could get off that dependency, have the freedom and have the choice and the opportunity to reduce costs, operating costs? You heard the emphasis on freedom there. Is he kidding? He's the one who puts the moratoriums on oil drilling. We have plenty of oil. We don't need the Middle East oil if if he and the other like-minded uh, politicians would just open up all the oil drilling and the fracking that could provide us with all the energy we need. We have well, tremendous amounts of energy. He is going to give you the he's, freedom. The, the freedom is oh, coming. He's a and double talking. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, don't you uh, then just go to Nevada and uh, and buy a vehicle in in 2035?" Uh, Nevada, being run by a Democrat, uh, may go along with this, but. The, the automakers, uh, they're also saying, well, because they got to do it for California, that they'll probably be all electric by then as well. But, um, but, so Cali- there may but, not- but California is only 10, 10% of the country. Yeah, so, but... Uh, so, I mean, if 90% of the country right now is or they're not buying electric vehicles, that doesn't seem like a, a, such a brilliant business decision. Yeah, but uh, Ford, Audi, uh, a lot of them are saying by then uh, they plan to, to be down that road. The European Parliament, mm. uh, they uh, they now have a plan, 27 EU nations, that by 2035 they'll be all electric. So these companies are saying, look, Canada as well, um, that it's uh, money-wise, yeah. they, they can't, and they got to go on the plan. What if, you know, if Trump becomes president again, if there's a Republican in, then a lot of this could be halted, but the, they're saying... 
we got to get going on this. The, that this they is got something... a lot of technology they got to do. They can't wait to see who the pre- next president is, and then the president after that. That they got to be ready to go. This should be put in a time capsule. All the news today. Your it's report, a good idea. Put in a time capsule. You open the thing and play 50, it back in 2035. Uh, uh, and let's right. see where we are. And see how ludicrous this all is. See looks. how close all of this came to reality. <laughs> all right, Alex, thank you very much. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. On the, the, and one thing I also wondered was you know, when he declared this in 2020, Newsom, like, can he do this? And this California Air Resources Board, these are a bunch of appointed hacks. You would think the legislature would have had to have been involved no. in this. Not that that would have done us any good, not they, this legislature. They don't but. want to be. Because in case this backfires, in case this causes all kinds of trouble, they don't want to be anywhere near it. Oh, yeah, I, because some of the Democrats represent districts with people that can't afford these electric cars. There's no way. You take an apartment building, you know, in, in, in a poor neighborhood. Where are these people going to get $70,000 to buy an electric car? And where are they going to charge the thing? But they, they, This is impossible this is just completely impossible all right it's all in the time capsule we'll dig it up in 13 years uh we got more coming up john and ken kfi oh, coming up after 4 30 really one of the most outrageous stories that i heard today it comes from one of the local television stations dealing with a vagrant not just a vagrant that lives in the alleyway but the vagrant that is really really dangerous we'll talk about this and play this story after the news at 4.30. Uh, Governor Dippity Doo, of course, is behind this uh, banning the sale of new gas-powered cars in the state completely by the year 2035. He also has gotten himself really deep into national politics because everyone believes Joe Biden will be on the sidelines in 2024. Newsom wants to step into that void and be the Democratic nominee for president. It's pretty clear, particularly the other day when he vetoed the bill for the uh, heroin injection sites that uh, was touted by many of the progressives. He did not want to be known as Governor Heroin. He also injected himself into national politics by yeah. donating $100,000 to the Democrat that's running against Republican Governor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. This is Charlie Crist, who used to be the Republican governor of Florida, but switched parties. He's... You know who he reminds me of? I saw him last night. Gray Davis. Gray Davis. Same, yes, I remember you said that once. Yeah. Exactly. Same kind of, same type of wiener. Yeah. Same oddness about him. Yeah. What he's, um, has he been in the Senate or Congress? Is that where he's been? He's been in Congress after he was governor and he switched parties. And so now, yeah. now, now he's going to run as a Democrat against DeSantis, and he's got no chance. Yeah, I heard the polls are lopsided. DeSantis is a superhero in Florida. Speaking of DeSantis, we have some audio of the governor of Florida. (laughs) On one of the other topics this week, Dr. Anthony Fauci announced that he will retire from government work at the end of the year. And here is DeSantis on Fauci. You have people like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. I got news for you, it did, and we are going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. (laughs) That is advocating serious violence. Is he trying to be Trump now? 
That sounds like Trump would call Fauci the little elf. <laughs> Grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. I I saw this headline today, right? And I thought, no, nah, this this has got to be fake. This has got to be some kind of satire. And then I saw the clip, and I'm looking at it. I go, is, is that DeSantis? Like, I could not believe he was saying this. And I wondered if if it was really DeSantis or it was somebody impersonating DeSantis. And so I, like, triple-checked the news stories. I go, oh, my God, he actually said this out loud in public. That he got to grab the little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's just... As I said the other day, if and there's questions now, the Republicans do take control of the House of Representatives. That's what they want to do all of next year is hold hearings on Fauci. Oh, and Hunter Biden. <laughs> what you're seeing now is all the hearings on Trump and January 6th. Yeah, That'll just flip. They ought to force uh, Fauci to admit that he uh, financed uh, all that evil research at the Wuhan uh, Biological Weapons Lab. <laughs> Where this virus came out of. You know, when you have gridlock and you can't get anything through, they just do this side game of holding hearings yeah. to try to convince well, anybody to come to our side because this one's evil. Fauci, Trump, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, making some news related to all of this is a billboard that has popped up at the intersection of Barham and Cahuenga overlooking the 101 freeway. There is also one in San Francisco located near the intersection of Folsom Street and 7th Street. And the billboard says the following. It's the picture of a hooded guy with the aviator sunglasses. Uh, it has the expression, don't mess with Texas, crossed out. And underneath it in large print, the Texas miracle died in Uvalde. Under that, it says, don't move to Texas getting attention because it is kind of an ominous and weird billboard the times tried to find out who's behind it there's actual discussions of the billboard that <laughs> they go complete 180 it's people in texas who don't want the liberal progressives coming there that's why they put the billboards up in san francisco and los angeles trying to convince people not to leave California for Texas and bring their progressive liberal politics there. Or it's the complete opposite of that. It's people that think Texas is an awful place to live and uh, people die because our normal, guns are our, far more prevalent there. I don't think normal people respond to stupid billboards. I don't think that. I, well, I, I think people want to move to Texas. They're going to move <laughs> because it, it, it fits their, uh, their life. You know? We've had mass they're shootings gonna... in every state. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, nobody, no one's not going to move to a state because of mass shootings. And being in Texas has nothing to do with the mass shooting. I mean, I mean that, that, see, it's just kind of stupid. That's like some rich guy with too much money, and he thought he was re being really clever. It's, it's, it has no effect. You're going to go to Texas if you want, uh, you know, to get a couple of acres and, and a big house for a fraction of the price of your uh, hovel here in California. And uh, with, with, with all the jobs that are... Uh, that are growing in Texas, all the companies that are moving there. Yeah, Texas. Billboard's uh, going to stop you? That's, that's, that's silly. That's childish. Texas ranks second in the nation for relocations. The highest number of new residents are coming from California and Florida, oddly enough. California ranked first for the mm -hmm. number of residents moving out of the state. 
Yeah, it's 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 a better life in these states. It is. And uh, there's a lot of people. I, I, I can't tell you, and this phenomenon just happened in the last couple of years, how many people I know who who talk about wanting to move. Whether they actually move or not, you could tell they really mean it. They'd like to move. They wish they could arrange their life differently. They, you know, they wish they could do something with their work or something with their kids and and just get out of this because they've had it for a hundred different reasons, all of which we discuss at length here all the time. And if I'm, they I'm would just, just stay and vote out the people that are making these decisions, that are making things miserable, that would make a bigger impact. Yeah, I assume that these people are voting that way, but we're we're overwhelmed by this this these socialist progressive types. Right. I I, I just. I, 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 really, I really don't understand what's going on. It's like I kind of hit a wall. Like my brain freezes. I don't understand why people are living the way they do now. And uh, somebody I know uh, up, up in San Francisco uh, said uh, they, there's so much garbage around in San Francisco, which is what I notice here, too. There's so much garbage on the streets in Los Angeles. Like I've never seen before. I think New York City was like this when I was a kid. Just the garbage factor that, that nobody in the city or in the sanitation department of the mayor's office thinks, even wants to spend the time picking up all the filth. That fits under the broken windows theory. Yeah. If you let a certain amount of lawlessness, like homelessness, proliferate, you'll get with that, you know, vandalism, garbage. It yeah. just indicates that there's just no rules here. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And, and nobody's making them care. Nobody's forcing them to care. We're just living with the garbage, whether it's, you know, human beings piled up in the streets, whacked out on opioids, or we've got actual, you know, uh, trash garbage, or we've got criminal garbage. It's just, it's just human garbage, you know, garbage, garbage, everything. All right, when we come back, a vagrant story that uh, tops many others we've done lately. People living in the mid-city neighborhood of Los Angeles are being terrorized by a homeless guy who is a vandal. Where do you hear what he's doing coming up? John and Ken, can't find. All right, well, we've got a couple of homeless stories coming from two different perspectives. One's up in uh, San Francisco, but this one from a mid-city neighborhood of Los Angeles should really trouble you if this was going on with a vagrant living in the alleyway. Here is the story from Gina Silva from Fox 11. He walks around with a wrench sometimes in his hand, a pair of pliers, a hammer. This is the guy that has been caught on video multiple times, damaging water pipes in the Mid-City Heights neighborhood of Los Angeles, causing gallons of water waste. So he turned on this spigot. Uh, he defecated in that corner right there on that last brick. He's been busted cutting electrical wiring for street lights. I um, just noticed that the lights have been off on um, on 21st and on Highland Drive now on Highland. It's been like that for over a month. He's also been cutting the internet wiring. He has cut our internet wires, so our internet goes off um, multiple times. What, when you call the police, what do they say to you? They say that there's nothing they can really yeah. do. Roxana says she's been told police have to actually catch the guy in the act themselves. And even if they do, it's only a misdemeanor. <laughs> How frustrating is this for the entire community? 
Oh, it's very frustrating, uh, you know, um, having our lights go out on, you know, a week at a time. I have five street lights out on two streets and my house sits in complete darkness and the taxes I pay are outrageous. So they need to fix this. For Howard, who asked us to protect his identity, this vandalism has cost him $500. His water bill went up dramatically when this man decided to damage the valve. That can't happen, you know, that just, it's wasteful. It's, 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 you know, we're supposed yeah. to be conserving water, but the city doesn't care if the homeless come and do it. But if I do it, they're gonna find me tier four. I don't know what the hell he's doing with that microwave. There's like six lighters. In oh yeah, and there's, yeah, six lighters here. This is where the vandal lives in an alley in the same neighborhood. We went looking for him, but he wasn't around. He's definitely terrorizing the community. I talk with neighbors, they, they can't sleep. They're worried that he's gonna catch their house on fire. Howard, Roxana, and others in this neighborhood say they have repeatedly called city officials asking for help, but nothing is ever done. I'm angry with Gascon. I'm angry with each and every one of the city council members. Um, I'm angry with the mayor. Uh, if it was up to me, we'd replace them all. We feel helpless that it's we just have to wait till something really really bad happens and that is the only time something's going to be you know something will be done when one of the residents complained to the department of water and power saying hey a homeless guy has been vandalizing the neighborhood uh, busting some of the water pipes he was told, sorry, you still have to pay the bill. So it is incredibly frustrating for these uh, residents. What, well, what this evening, jackass. I saw someone walking around with a flashlight because I said, like, if we turn off that light, it is so dark, it's just not safe. Unfortunately, this neighborhood is in District 10. It used to belong to Mark Ridley Thomas, and right now, ah. they really don't have representation. <laughs> it's supposed to be her yes, lesson, but he got thrown because out. Because their councilman is going to prison. He's have yeah, I think he's I think he was supposed to be on trial. Is it I thought it was this month. Maybe it's next month or maybe they delayed yeah, it. Yeah, but. but that's the thing. It's like that's the guy you'd call, except the councilman's going to prison and there's no replacement for him. And nobody cares anyway. Uh, oh, this is going to end badly. Somebody's going to go out there and beat the hell out of this guy because you, you can see that this is this is really well, upsetting. He's, he's he's in there playing around with your power and your water. Well, he's making the neighborhood. Did you watch the video? You can see him in yeah. the alleyway with his tools. Yeah, and and in a normal city, in any other time, that guy would just be made to disappear somehow. You know, he would he would just get a long ride to somewhere, and we wouldn't see him again. That's the way you take care of these characters. And what he's, what he's doing ought to be some kind of felony, but that seems to be not even uh, up for no, discussion. Anymore, I mean, right? I mean, I mean look, look how, how this is anarchy. This is insanity. And he's going to burn a house down. And now because he's turning all the lights off in the neighborhood, uh, he could work in the yeah, darkness. He can, he can be seen, right. Nobody's going to see him. And then the police are going to say, oh, there's nothing I can do. We actually have to see him do it. Oh, that is a load of horse crap. No, it's on video. There's your proof. I'm, I mean, you can I'm, see him walk up there with this little wrench or whatever on somebody's water valve. I, I, and it's because we have insane drug addicts that are allowed to live in the streets when ordinarily they would have been in jail or in a mental hospital. And we have so much drugs that are coming over the border and nobody wants to stop it. And so we've got thousands of people on, on these crazy drugs and they act insane. I, and I'm, I'm just... Every day. And, you know, do you see anybody? Do you see anybody in L.A. politics who appears in public anymore to address any of this? Did you notice, though, 
most of those people interviewed, there was more like a certain resignation in their voice rather than mm-hmm. anger. I know. They weren't saying, oh, what can we do? But they're like, oh, this is wrong, and I don't like this. And yeah, No, they're, the gi- police, they're, 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 just, gi- they're giving up. That's what you they're gotta doing. you got to lean in. It's like, you know, these you have voted for these people. Mark Ridley Thomas didn't get, you didn't vote for that criminal by accident. You voted on purpose. You checked the box for him. That's why he's in there. All these horrible cities. Gil, Eric Garcetti, how many times did Eric Garcetti run for office where he got a big majority of votes? People did that on purpose by the tens, by the hundreds of thousands. What are you doing? You couldn't see on day one that the guy was an empty, empty suit, a dope? ineffectual actually a silly person you couldn't see that i don't don't understand any of this all right another vagrant story when we come back this one quite different san francisco ground zero for a lot of problems with vagrants there's a rebellion going on among some people that own stores there we'll explain what it is coming up john and ken kfi no bail bob is back senate bill 262 by state senator bob hertzberg is coming back the last days of the legislative session in Sacramento is going on and he wants to get it passed. And he, of course, is running for the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, but he's still a state senator until that election. Anyway, voters rejected zero bail in 2020. But Hertzberg keeps coming back with this bill. He put it on the shelf because a vagrant killed a woman in Sacramento. That was the last time he had this bill up there. We're going to talk to the Bell Coalition after the news at 5 o'clock this, for this unbelievable development. And Bob Hertzberg could very well be a new supervisor here in L.A. County. And his, his obsession in life is zero bail, even after somebody who benefited from these lax laws murdered a woman. He's yeah, still his name was Troy it. Davis. He was recently released from prison early, was let out on zero bail after getting caught stealing a car. He also was pleasuring himself on a front porch in the neighborhood and eventually broke into this woman's home and raped and murdered her. That was Kate Tibbetts. In fact, we talked to Kate Tibbetts' son, I think. Raped and story. murdered her, killed her dogs, and set her house on fire after being out on zero bail. That stopped Hertzberg with his zero bail bill. Look, he, look, he pulled it, but it's look, back this year. Look at that photo of Hertzberg. He does, he's got the crazy eyes. He's a lunatic. How, 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 how do you pull a bill because somebody was raped and murdered and their house set on fire and their dogs are killed and then you bring back the no bail bill? How do you do that if you're saying He wants the Fuhrer to die down. Well, Sensationalism die. is what they call it. No, we're going to re-sensationalize this. We're going to re- reignite the Fuhrer. You, you know, we'll you get into for, that. You vote for Bob Hertzberg in November. You really need your head examined. He's he's dangerous. His, yeah, that's his policy, your district. That's Sheila Kuehl's seat. Yeah, you're he, voting no, there. Exactly. Look, 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 look. And your other choice is that former West Hollywood City Councilwoman. And she's who tried crazy to disown too. that job. And she's crazy too. So that's the choice I have to replace uh, Sheila Kuehl. You know, Miss uh, Restaurant Shutdown Hypocrite. And then I could go with a guy whose whose bills kill people. Bob Hertzberg's bills kill people. You get murdered and raped because of Bob Hertzberg's bills. That's what happens. And then if not her, uh, not him, then, yeah, the, the, the loon from West Hollywood. Please. All right. Every now and then there is rebellion 
from people. Well, in San Francisco, they threw out the district attorney, Chase Abudin. Can't do that here, unfortunately. This concerns the problems with homelessness, drug use, and crime in, of all places, San Francisco. Here is the story from KTVU, Fox 2 in Oakland, and reporter Jane Katsuyama. The Castro Merchants Association says the city needs to take action. Terrence Allen is co-president of the association and owner of Floor, Dispensary, and Cafe Floor. He says his business's windows have been smashed 11 times. Every day we wake up and have to help people on the street. We have to clean up feces on the street. We have to clear our doorways on the, before we can open our businesses, and it's not fair. The association sent a letter to San Francisco city officials saying they plan to stop paying taxes if San Francisco does not do more to address crimes such as burglaries and vandalism and people with behavioral health problems and unhoused people camping on the sidewalk. Behavioral so health point, problems? It's a failure of the system to help them. The association wants the city to set aside 35 shelter beds for people in the Castro district who need a place to stay. Also, they want the city to devise a plan for offering services to people who decline help and keep monthly records of how many people have been offered services and shelter. The city does need to take care of these people, find a place for them to stay, and uh, like help businesses. When we call, they come 30, 40 minutes later, you know? And yeah. some. Uh, the police department. The city's Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing responded Tuesday, saying they cannot reserve shelter beds for just one neighborhood, but said, quote, the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing will be opening 1,000 shelter beds over the next three months that will give people in the Castro and other neighborhoods a place to stay inside. The Merchants Association says they would also like to see more enforcement of laws and a plan for those people who refuse mental health or substance abuse well, what treatment. What would that plan be? The city says that is challenging. The challenging. Department of Public Health said, quote, clinical teams are trained in assessing individuals for involuntary uh, holds. Uh, 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 However, California state law sets a very high threshold for those holds, and often that threshold is not met, even when it looks to the public like an individual needs help. Then you change Some the laws. Some people on the sidewalk Enough say they the come babble. to the Castro. God. Enough. Well, no, they're laws. actually right. That's where this has to go. Right, How right. many times have we talked about changing the conservatorship but they laws? Don't. We have to do that. But they don't do that. We're well, that's Sacramento. We're at, we're, at, we're, we're at an impasse here. Yes, but again, it's the people's fault for voting these morons in. How, I, I mean, obviously, this should, do you hear, by the way, any of this discussed in any of the campaigns? We've got a lot of campaigns that are allegedly going on in the state right now, right? A lot of people are running for re-election. No, it's assembly all about people. abortion. And, uh... yeah, yeah, that's all I hear about. That's all I hear about. But you have all these assembly people, these state senators, the county supervisors, city council, all these people who could decide to enforce laws and uh, create laws where people who refuse services are put away anyway. Well, come up with a plan if they refuse services. There is no plan. There's the plan no is usually you stay, keep them out on the street. The city says it's challenging. Yeah, that's a nice euphemism for we're not going to do anything too bad. You know, they they say they won't pay taxes. I want to see if they really are not going to pay taxes. I want to see that. How about changing the way you vote? All right, when we come back, State Senator Bob Hertzberg. He's from the San Fernando Valley. He wants to be on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. We know him as No Bail Bob. Yes, the zero bail bill is back, even though the voters rejected zero bail in a statewide ballot measure in 2020. This is unbelievable. 
you know what the bill's called? The Safe and Resilient Communities Act. Yeah, complete with a big lie. <laughs> big lie, Bob. No bail, Bob. We're going to talk about... <laughs> We're going to talk about Nobel Bob coming up after the news with Jeff Clayton, executive director of the American Bail Coalition. No on Bob Hertzberg. Johnny Ken Show. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.